This call is now being recorded. Well, hey, everybody. This is Rainey with Fannie Lou's Children, a podcast by me. It's a nod to my hero, Fannie Lou Hamer, a voting rights and civil rights activist, born in Ruralville, Mississippi in 1917. I talk to people who work to exact change in their community and who find solutions. Um, my guest tonight is no exception. Um, I follow him on social media, and I just happened to to see a post of his about a week or so ago, maybe a week and a half ago. And um, the post kind of followed my way of thinking on this subject, so I messaged him to see if we could talk a little bit about that post and and uh, even to see if I could, you know, even invite him to uh, be a guest on this podcast. So he did consent to that, and I, I want to thank him for that. Uh, his name is Mr. Uh, Romeo Elbey. Are you there, Mr. Romeo? Yes, yes. How are you? I'm wonderful. I, I appreciate this so much. I uh, I wanted to uh, thank you for that post simply because, again, it kind of follows my train of thought, and I don't see a lot of uh, that um, kind of thinking in our community. And so I wanted to uh, have our guests get a chance to hear what you had to say about uh, the subject we're going to be talking about tonight. Probably a couple of uh, topics that we're going to combine. Um, one is talking about um, what we need to do differently about building generational wealth, our thought process about that. And at the same time, um, uh, along with that, um, it's finding a mate um, who understands that same train of thought. And um, so what I want to do first is just kind of read the post to, real quick. It's not going to take um, any time and kind of ask you some questions about, about it. So the way this one starts off is, can we work with children together? Can we build businesses together? Can we raise children together? Can we teach in the community together? Can we help build each other's character? Can we mediate to get together? Can we read together? Can we learn from each other? These are my priorities, not love. If the answer to these questions is yes, then love is a given. So why would I concentrate on that? It's a partnership. And so since it's a shift, I need to understand our misdirection, our mission and direction first. And then I want to add the one before that, because I think we're going to kind of try to tie it all in, hopefully. The wealthy never teach their children to marry for mundane love. They teach peasants to do that. There is a science to mating. And the third one, our ancestors didn't marry for love. They marry for mission, um, forward slash future generation. Love came second. Today you got it backwards. The first thing I want to ask you is I'm really interested in knowing what precipitated uh, that particular, uh, those posts that day. Well, throughout um, any given day, um, I may be having various conversations with people uh, I teach in the community. I also own a, uh, a business, a barbershop. So we have conversations in there, you know, speaking about, you know, women. And I think this particular day, um, 
either it was a conversation that I was having with um, a lot of brothers inside of the barbershop or it was a conversation I was having with uh, a friend through text or something like that. Uh, but usually my posts are based on um, my mind frame at the time. Something normally will trigger it like a conversation and I will feel, you know, the necessity to um, make a point that I feel like either uh, we're missing or I'm hoping to add uh, further detail or sort of dialogue about. I see. So um, is I'm trying to really kind of understand exactly where we're going with this idea. So are you saying that love should not be a priority when we're when we're choosing a mate? What I'm saying is that love is the aspect that's given. It's it's love is not something that ever needs to be concentrated on. It should never come into the equation um, or conversation when you're dating. Those as those are things that uh, are generated through exercises. And what I mean by exercises is is generated from compatibility. So. We our, our our focus cannot be to fall in love because this is where we're you know we're okie doked because we want to fall in love we look at oversimplified things or things that really have no merit and we're looking for this 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 um this feeling to come about and because that's our focus that becomes what we will literally uh, drum up inside of us and we will forget the rest. And so you will have a situation where you lack actual compatibility or what we tend to do is think that because we love someone that everything else can be worked on, which is just not true. It's it's literally the opposite. Well, yeah, because I've read that finance is the biggest reason for divorce all across the board. And so um, with there being a need for us to build, uh, to work on building generational wealth, which is something that um, I want to talk about also in this podcast along these lines, you know, you know, I, I guess that love hit differently when, you know, there's no money. And so I, I kind of understand, I do understand the concept of, because I'm thinking that if you have all of those things that you just mentioned, that um, that's love right there. Because I think as uh, someone on the comment section of your post said, I think it was on your page, that uh, because love is action, all of those things that you right. mentioned are action, is action. So if you can do that together, you've got already got the basis for, you know, for love and, 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 and what you need to do to, to build. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> how do we get our community? Um, what do we need to do to get our community to understand how important this concept is? Well, you know, that's an interesting thing within itself. One of the first things we have to do um, is, is refocus our direction and our understanding. First, we have to understand that love is a verb, which is what you were just um, going into love is a verb it is not a noun okay. it is a verb and so because it's a verb a verb is an action 
So is it, it a verb is a display. So it's something that you see. A verb is not uh, something that you feel. You can feel the effect of a verb, which is love. The effect of the action, which is being able to work together, being able to depend on each other. How important is it for a couple to know that where they're weak, their partner is strong? I'm weak in this area over here. I'm not good at paying bills on time. But I know that I can rely on my mate, and he or she has it in, in there by clockwork. I, You know, I bring in uh, this amount of finance, and then he or she makes sure that the bills are paid on time. So I don't have to worry about that. I, I know that when um, it's time to go to the community center, um, that we're doing something together that makes us feel good and, and, and builds dependability. We're working with children together. Um, I know that without me having to say it, that my mate has has paid enough attention to me to know when I'm probably going to be hungry. And so I don't even have to say anything. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. she shows up and she's got my back. Yeah. Well, I know that, you know, it's, it's close to her lunchtime and she left her lunch at home. So I'm going to, I'm off today. So I'm going to surprise her. She never, she didn't have to call me. That's dependability. And that's when you know that someone has your best interest at heart. Those are displays of love. So we have to, you know, get our people to be more focused on the displays of dependability, displays of commitment, displays of integrity. When you were speaking about the divorce rate, the the two uh, leading um, issues for divorce is infidelity and finance. Infidelity is an integrity issue. That's that's strictly an integrity issue, integrity and securities, but it's an integrity issue, meaning my word is bond. Mm-hmm. Okay, finances, you know, are have been the leading cause, and I actually think when I looked it up, um, infidelity, I think over over overtook it over the last year or so. But whatever the case, they're they're basically one A and one B, okay. and so finances, we we're looking at it like, oh, I just accept him as he is. I would never tell my daughter that. I would never, ever, in any lifetime, tell my daughter to marry someone who cannot take care of her. If you, if you, you can't even date anyone who does not have a plan. He needs to have a plan and a direction to to court you, let alone marry you. To get your number, we need you need to know what what is his his direction. We don't have you know we don't have time for games. We. The post says that there's a science to mating. Yeah, I I should explain that. Okay, so our ancestors understand understood that when we look at what the tribe needed, what type of people needed to be manifested for future generations, Mm -hmm. our ancestors were married based on cosmological charts, which is going to deal with your your innate compatibility. Our ancestors would literally get together and bring children into this existence and bring them up together, knowing that I'm bringing this this male and female are actually being reared together so that they learn to depend on each other early, their best friends early. This is what we did. If the um, the tribe needed a shaman or was going to need a shaman in 30 years, uh, our ancestors would 
uh, come together and, and produce these different rituals and uh, bring different people together to produce or have a child that would later be the shaman. Because they looked at it like, what do we need to move forward? Do we need someone who, uh, a certain type of warrior? Do we see a war on the horizon? You know, and certain, okay, well, we need to start grooming this now. Right now, we need finances, we need schools, uh, we need housing. So we should be marrying and mating on purpose. How does, how does this, um, union benefit my people? How does it benefit, if we have children, what's their benefit from this marriage? Because it's completely irresponsible to, to marry someone for the purpose of love and then have children and you can't take care of them. That's irresponsible. No matter how we look at it, it's irresponsible. Yeah, I understand. Because you're setting those children up for failure and you're setting them up way behind the eight ball. It's irresponsible. But because of this love situation, this is what we do. So we have to change our literature. We have to get more into the spiritual context of, of mating. We have to get to understand uh, cosmological charts, what they mean, how you assess um, a person through a cosmological chart. Uh, we need to understand the importance of, of finance, generational wealth, financial planning and assessment. Um, we need to start having classes for these things. We need to talk to our daughters, especially early, because our daughters are the ones who set the tone. They set the tone for this. What they will or would not accept becomes the tone of how men act, because the women will accept a man walking around with their uh, um, pants at the ankles. Men have no problem doing it. Yeah. Because I want to also have no problem calling women gold diggers. Exactly. When women, yeah. When women do exactly what you just, exactly what you just stated. So how do we work around that? That's an insecure man. That that's that's okay. what that is. That is, that is a highly insecure, and probably financially unstable man. And so when a man, anytime you're you're in a conversation. And a man is, is speaking about a woman who wants financial security because this is what it is. The, one of the, um, the first principles of, of womanhood is stability. That's what every woman desires, stability, security. And men desire what our eye sees. This is just how we're made. Men yeah. desire what's beautiful. Women desire for security, and and those things are okay. Mm -hmm. So what men do is that when they don't have the financial security and stability, they don't feel like they are able to provide that or they will be able to provide that, then they begin to chastise and abuse women who are seeking security. And that does not mean that a woman should say, okay, he's rich, I'll take him. Because, of course, just like a man should not desire a woman just because she has a nice building, she's pretty. Of course you're supposed to go deeper than that. That's a given. We shouldn't even have to have that discussion. Yeah. But if a man in the very beginning cannot show that he is financially capable or at least has a plan that will make him financially capable, 
he should, one, not be dating. Two, the women should look and, and, and walk away from that situation because it's not healthy or responsible for them in the short, mid, or long term. Well, I know that uh, we have to do something with this um, building wealth, and, uh, and, and you know, the numbers are just, uh, are just astounding. I'm, I read something earlier today that said that blacks and Hispanics continue to struggle economically. Uh, the median mm-hmm. white households had wealth that totaled more than 140000 Hispanics had only about 14000 and black Americans had 11000 People of color are less likely to belong to the seemingly safe middle class, about 45% and 48% respectively. For whites, more than half of the population, around 52%, is middle class. Um, you know, I, I, when I, you know, when I think of this and think how far, um, you know, how far we lag behind, it's just kind of hard to see, you know, the future without looking, without it looking so bleak in terms of us, um, you know, building wealth. Um, you know, I, I, you, you, you touched on some things, but, uh, just curious to know, uh, how would the concept of us not making love a first priority, how does that work? And then again, let's not forget that, you know, we as black Americans, you know, we, you know what's going on with, 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 you know, what's going on in the world right now. How do we get black people to even think about the future? Think about, um, the concept of wealth building and making sure that you, um, you know, you, 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 you properly view, uh, your significant other, those types of things. When we don't even know if we're going to be here tomorrow, I mean, you know, we're dealing with some issues that kind of take our minds away, not making excuses, but there are mm-hmm. some real things happening out there. And it, yeah. it's just kind of hard to compartmentalize all this stuff and still try to work toward, you know, a future for ourselves. I mean, I, how do we do that? Well, this is where those who have the understanding have to go back into the community. You know, those like yourself who understand the implications um, of these, um, what we're going to call traditional thought processes towards being in love, and I say traditional because we've been indoctrinated into it over the past uh, 50, 60 years, because if we go back 50 or 60 years, they didn't marry for, for love. You go back to the 50s, 40s, and 30s, they wasn't marrying for love. You know, because you still had to, you still had to go and ask the father's permission. I see. You see what I'm saying? And no father uh-huh. back then was saying, "Well, you don't have nothing. Sure, marry my daughter. You don't have a plan. Yeah, no. Oh yeah, yeah, right. take my daughter. Yeah. No, no yeah, one was no, they doing saying that. Right, absolutely. So we have to get people like yourself, um, you know, to have these conversations, these podcasts, to go into these centers. If you have children around you. You start telling the little girls and the little boys these things early. Early. Yeah. yeah. You have to. Most of these adults um, are not going to get it. They're just not. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's yeah. really a waste. Yeah. Um, 
trying to gravitate to adults because adults think they got it. Although they don't have a pot to piss in, in most cases, they got it. So you go towards the children and you build up that self-esteem because that also becomes an issue. A man or a woman with a certain self-esteem is not going to accept certain things. Just, they're just not. And so because both of our men or women are lacking self-esteem on birth in, water seeks its own level. Mm-hmm. And, and so where you at, you seek someone who, where you at, your mate is usually a mirror reflection on some level of you. So we have to start building these children's self-esteem up early so that our sons know that they can do everything. That's true. And once they wow. know that they can do everything, they won't accept less from themselves either. Mm-hmm. They just won't do it because they're like, I'm wasting, I'm wasting my talent, but they have to know this early. They have to be built this way early before they get in preschool and they get into the indoctrination. Mm-hmm. Before they get in there, they need to start knowing that they can do anything. They're the greatest ever. They're, they're the greatest young man walking the planet. Our daughters need to understand um, what it looks like to run a household, what it looks like to be valuable, how how valuable they are based on the fact that they are the, the essence of the divine feminine. And they have been uh, given the ability to create um, and, and incubate life on this mm-hmm. planet. They, they need to be under, made to understand that early yeah. so that they know that there's a major role and responsibility that they place, not just for themselves, but for their future generations. Yeah. You know, so there's a, a change of direction, and it's going to come under, through the children and different information. Yeah. Um, thinking about um, teaching some of the principles that you just uh, laid out, I, I I did a little research, and um, I you know I, I read this article now a, a small list of things that people suggest you do when you're looking for the right partner, but I noticed that falling head over heels in love is just not one of those on the list. You choose mm-hmm. someone who respects you. Mm-hmm. Um, choose someone who has shared values with mm-hmm. uh, with you. Um, willingness to invest in the relationship. We're talking about time, and we're talking about mm-hmm. um, the person, let's say, who has who's demonstrated concerns for your needs. You know, mm-hmm. choose an honest life partner. Mm-hmm. Um, relationships have to be enshrined in the culture of honesty and trust, or it's definitely going to fail. I think we spoke about that just when you talk about infidelity. Well, yeah. we got to be people who, you know, we can choose people who uh, who, who we trust, but, you know, again, we, we still have to be, you know, we got to be some of those, one of those people who doesn't have a problem, you know, with being trustworthy. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, 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 you know, I, I was talking to a friend about this, and she was like, you know what? You know, it makes it sound like, you know, like, you know, it, it seems like it's making this love a little bit too hard. And, um, but, you know, she's, 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 she's on a third marriage too, which that's okay. But she did admit that she didn't get it, you know, she hadn't gotten it right yet. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but it, it's, it's, it's just, uh, amazing to hear People talk about, um, you know, we talk about marriage and getting together, 
um, as a, you know, in, in a relationship or a marriage. You know, it's a lifetime. So, yeah, you, you know, you, you, we, we, we have to be careful and, um, we have to, um, make sure that, um, we, you know, aren't jumping the gun or doing it, let's say doing it wrong. And based, just based on, uh, what you've mentioned tonight, I can see where we kind of messed up. We kind of, we kind of mm-hmm. done it wrong. Mm-hmm. Usually people who think that it's making love too hard, usually if you ask them what is their purpose, they won't have one. Right. But people who, people who understand their purpose understand the importance of being aligned with people who have a purpose and serve a similar purpose also. Okay. Because we don't know our purpose. Why are we here? What's my direction? Then we're willy-nilly, it's no big deal. I marry whoever I marry because we're just supposed to build a life together. Well, what kind of life are you supposed to build? I mean, can I ask you that first? What kind of life do you want? Well, I don't know. I just want to be happy. Well, what is happy? I mean, if yeah. you, I just, that means you don't know. So that yeah. means that anybody can walk up to you and you're accepting of them because you don't know what you want in the first place. You don't know where you're going. So it's okay for the other person not to represent anything. Yeah. And so those uh, that's usually when you get those answers. That's why. So what do we need to do? And I know it's kind of late for you, and I'm sure you just got in from work. I'm not going to hold you much longer. Um, what do we, what, what actions do we need to take? Which direction do we need to travel in to, uh, do a better job of understanding the importance of building financial financial wealth in our communities. And, you know, it just makes sense that everything seems so much easier when you have a part. You know, we're right now a lot of, you know, I, I, I look around and most of my friends are in business and we just all seem to be doing it alone, you know, by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, people are afraid of relationships right now. People are afraid of trusting people. We're afraid of, uh, um, you know, that we may be sharing information with the wrong person. Um, we, you know, we I just really think we don't know what we're doing most of the time, you know. Mm-hmm. But what what do we need to do to do a better job of sharing and being able to feel um, okay and with trusting someone? To partner with us, you know, it's e- it's easy to, uh, you know, I, I think it's easier to um, trust. Just it's just really important, you know, and in, 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 in sharing business and, of course, you know, your personal life. But uh, what do we need to do to do just do a better job of trusting each other and sharing more and um, you know trusting people that we can that, you know, trusting ourselves that we've made the right decision? Well, this is a, um, it's a great question, and it's, and I'm not going to give probably the type of answer that most people would uh, expect. One of the things that we got to understand is that we first must trust ourselves. If you don't trust yourself, then you're going to get the mirror reflection of that in a mate, someone you can't trust, because you don't trust yourself. 
It's right. just that's how it works. You can't get someone that's going to ultimately love and commit to you if you're not committed to yourself. If you're committed to your own growth, then you have no choice but to uh, draw in a partner who's committed to their own growth. Because you won't accept it. You won't even be around those type of people. When you have a purpose, you move a different way. And so you're not in the same places on a regular basis with people who don't value themselves. So you're going to be in different circumstances, situations. You're going to meet a different caliber of people. But it starts with self, self reflection, self understanding, self acceptance, and then self love. And then we, now we get into the growth. Once you do that, then, then you can do a better job of trusting someone else. Then you can do a, a better job of, uh, uh, blending in with someone else. Yeah. Because you fully accepted yourself first. And that's, that's the whole process that we're skipping over. I see so many times where people are online or when I go teach, you know, at a school or something like that or anywhere, and you can talk to people and how so many people skip over the process of self-realization. Mm-hmm. They just skip over that part. Like, they want to know how do I get a man or how do I get a woman, and and. I, I asked them, I said, well, what's so great about you? Mm-hmm. And they stutter. I'm like, you're not ready. Yeah. You're not ready. If I ask you what's so great about you, you should be able to rattle that off. You should know yourself. I, I know I'm great. I know. I know what makes me great. I know who I am. I've studied myself. I, You know, I, I know my attributes. I know why I am a, 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 a great person. I know why I'm a great friend. I know why I'm a great mate. You know, I, I have a direction. You should know. And people who know, people who know, once they get committed to their direction, then they stop accepting people who do not compliment it. And then they start drawing people in who are um, going to go in that same direction with them. Instead of weighing them down, they're going to be helping lift them up. And so that's my final question. Who are you? Who who are who is Ramel El Bay? Well, I am. I'm a teacher. Uh, I'm a father. Um, I am a barber. I'm the personification of love. Uh, I'm a brother. I'm a son. I'm a wonderful friend. I'm a wonderful mate. Uh, I'm highly educated, self-educated. I am very self-assured. I am motivated. I am a fighter. I am a lover. I'm a learner. I'm a leader. And I'm a student. That's me. I read somewhere, I think... It was you that I read someplace where you make that and don't. Uh, let's see how I'm trying to see how I can say this. Um, your religious beliefs are a little different. Yes. Is yes. that is that not true? Okay. 
Well, we can say different. Um, I study um, all world religions. Okay. And I literally mean all of them um, because they all have the same origin. Um, and the origin comes out of what's called eschatology, which is the study of the journey of the soul after death. So if you just, just to put it simply, our ancestors, when they were trying to understand what happens to us, what's our, what's our reason for being on this planet, why are we here, what happens to us when we transition into another form of energy, meaning when we die, then that becomes what, what's today called the study of eschatology, E-S-C-H-A-T-O-L-O-G-Y, eschatology. Okay. And, and so then you have from that study come, you know, then we get cosmology, astronomy, mathematics. Then that's going to transfer into Gnosticism, which becomes Christianity. Gnosticism means to know. And that the, the original Christians were people who studied cosmology. The original Hebrew, or what we call Hebrews, were people who studied cosmology. Uh, Moses um, uh, was known as an astrologer. Um, excuse me, Abraham, um, you know, studied astrology. Um, you, you know, you'll find astrology all through the Bibliothelio text or what we call the Bible. Uh, you'll find it in the sun, um, the sun reader, which we call the Quran, and, you know, in the Vedic text and the Hindu text. It's all the same. So to keep it short, the way I look at it is simple. Everyone is giving you the degree from where they stand. And if you're in four corners of the room and there's a light in the ceiling, and if I'm standing on the, on the east, uh, southeast corner, and you're st- or if I'm standing on the south and you're standing on the north and person standing on the east and we all describe that one light, you're going to describe the light from the angle that you see it. I'm going to describe it from the, the way that I see it, from where I'm standing. I'm in the north. You're in the east. You don't see the aspects of the north. So you give me the aspects of the east. That's religion. Everyone's looking at that same light in the room, in the ceiling. And they're giving you their degree from where they stand in the east or the west or the north or the south. And then once you take it all in, then you get a fully developed ideal and understanding of that light. But once you start thinking that your view from the north is the correct view, then you only understand just a fraction of that light that's in the ceiling. So in order to be 360, you must study and take it all in. Wow. Well, I did make my notes while you were talking, believe it or not. <laughs> I should uh, sure, because I'm definitely going to study this a little bit more, be speaking to you about it a little bit more. No problem. As time, pro- as time progresses, I'd like to uh, have you back on. We can talk about a few more things that um, just you know, just really, really, your posts are really, your musings are really eye-opening, and it uh, kind of lends to a person wanting uh, to learn more. But I appreciate this tonight. We're talking about finding a mate, um, doing a better job of finding a mate, and realizing yeah. that we may have been doing this a little different, different and than we should be, and also a way to properly view our significant others, and to kind of know how to vet people um, who's going to have a place of stability in your life because, you know, we want to do this for the long term. 
Indeed. Mr. Mm-hmm. Rami Obey, I appreciate it. Uh, oh, what, how can we find you on social media? So you'll find. I want them to listen. I want them. To, I want people to listen to uh, to to get a chance to um to uh, take a part in some of your uh, some of your your writing. So my my name, my attribute is spelled R A H M E apostrophe E L space capital E L space capital B E Y, and that's how you can yeah, find put, it. Okay, I'll find. I'll put that in the show notes. Well, thank you so much. All I right. appreciate it. I really do. And I'll All talk right. to you soon. Thank you. Alrighty. Bye bye.